Alright, real quick, off the rip, I just want to say happy birthday to Nip. I think they said you was going to be about 34 this year. Yeah, 34, if I'm not sure. Uh, R.I.P. to my mans. God bless you and your family. Um, other than that, you know this is another dope episode of me, Blanc Amigo. Trying a little different intro real quick. Uh, this episode is all about every episode before episode 40, man. Um, not gonna talk your head off. All I did in this episode was just review every episode from 1 through 39 and just spoke on some of the memories in some of these episodes. Uh, my favorite memories are, you know, you'll hear the hints in between them. Um, thing I walked away from this at the end of it was realizing, man, I came so fucking far and I'm not gonna turn the fuck back, you know what I'm saying? Um, just the shit I went through to pull off interviews in the earlier days and to see how easy it is to get an interview now and just shows the growth. And uh, other than that, man, you already know me. NBA is going further and further. It's getting more litter, 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 more titter, titter, titter. You already know in the near future, man. Uh, I'll be back with something more fire, more litter, as always. You know what I'm saying? Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, baby, like my shit, comment on my shit, and subscribe to my shit. Like the white girls in the motherfucking valley say. I'm out. Yeah, it's your boy. Robbie Dean back with another one of those fire ass episodes of me Blanc Amigo and this is episode 40 dog we really at 40 y'all understand bro I do these episodes every other week so for it to be 40 we at 80 weeks of commitment to this uh podcast and shit um this is gonna be a little different this episode no guests, just me. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while now. I've been practicing through my intros to see how far I can carry it. Um, this episode, I want to just—I uh, don't know—I'm stuttering and shit, trying to think of the word. I'm trying to just step backwards, and I know it's a better term out there, but I'm just trying to go back in time, man, back to the first episode. All the way up to episode 39, man. Um, this idea really just hit me today because I'm supposed to have this episode out by midnight. Right now it's 4:34 at 8:15:19. That's how fresh my produce is. You know, these podcasting niggas ain't got fresh produce for you. I got fresh produce for you. You know what I'm saying? So first and foremost, man, um, before we get into this, I just wanted to speak on just the deaths. That's been going on on the east side recently, man. Just a lot of unnecessary deaths, uh, a lot of unnecessary hate, a lot of unnecessary evil. And uh, the shit ain't cool, man. I'm seeing it happen to niggas that are like popular, got a lot of women on their dick and shit. Like it's happening to a lot of those niggas. So I'm starting to theorize that it's a jealousy thing. It's not. It could be a spur of the moment type thing, but I'm thinking it's more of a jealousy thing that leads to a fuck it, I'm ready to lose it all to prove myself type of point. But 
I don't fucking know. I'm just guessing. Um, R.I.P. to Stacks. R.I.P. to this guy I heard about yesterday, this morning, by the name of Quan. Uh, and there's a few other East Side motherfuckers that's just losing their life left and right. Um, I really can't think of y'all right now, but my prayers are with you, with your family, with your seed you leave behind. You know what I'm saying? I pray somebody find a way to look out for them. I pray you send a miracle down to look out for them. All that shit, man. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. But, yeah, man, back to the episode. Uh, this is random, off the top. And let's just get straight to it, man. Yeah. Why I started NBA, me Blanc Amigo, NBA is, is, is the nickname now. You know what I'm saying? It sound cooler to just say NBA. Educated motherfuckers going to think it's a degree. Hood niggas going to think I'm playing it off an of NBA young boy. You know what I'm saying? So it's a win on all sides. Um, NBA was created out of uh, nothing, hopelessness, uh, lostness, uh, confusion. Did not know where my life was going. Did not know what was my purpose. What, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know nothing. And I, I, I look around and... One thing I'm starting to notice is it's a lot of peers my age, younger than me, older than me, but we all in the same 10, 15 year generational gap is what I call it. It's a 15 year gap. Um, A lot of us don't have our shit together, bro. A lot of us do not have our shit together and we get on the internet and flex like we do, bruh, including me, you know, not a lot, I don't do it too much because, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I can't live with myself being fake, you know what I'm saying, like, it's one thing to be cordial to a motherfucker you don't like, or to do what you gotta do to get to where you trying to go, but it's just a whole nother thing to just get on the internet and live a lie, or to, like, post for attention, I get it. You a brand. You going for something in life and you trying to build. But there's a difference between brand building and just attention seeking. And yeah, that's just one thing I never wanted this podcast to become. Because if that was the case, I would have I would have focused more on bigger names and in interviews instead of trying to pull a story out of an interview for the people. Um, you know, I'd love to have the the babies on and the Cam Newtons on and the Oprah Winfrey's and the Beyonce's. That's what I the end goal is working towards. You know, a, a television show where a nigga's interviewing people and shit like that or whatnot. Um but yeah, NBA was not made for attention seeking and all that bullshit that I see on the internet, man. A lot of us don't have our shit together. And <clears throat> reason I brought that up was because today I bumped into another motherfucker who I thought, you know, got everything going on, got you know, doing doing it big, always posting from this country. Not this city, nigga. This country. You know what I'm saying? Not United States, but I'm saying they always posting from, I'm over here in this country, I'm over here in this country, I'm over, and you know, to see them where I saw them at today, where it was like a, a little, 
Yeah, you should not be here if you across the country every other week. You know what I'm saying? Your priorities are off if you have to be in this environment. And you know what I'm saying? You across the country every other uh, week and shit. But uh, yeah, man, we got to get our shit together. We got to get our priorities together. We got to get the fuck off the internet, bruh. If it's not your time to shine, why the fuck are you on the internet fake shining? The real is going to find out. But yeah, back to this podcast. Um, that was kind of what I was uh, starting with. Just the whole me thinking everybody had their shit together at the time of the podcast. And shit was just not looking good for your boy. I, at that point, was chilling in my one bedroom every day. All I would literally do was go to the gym... We'll go to work, go to the gym, come home, work on beats, work on my rhymes. That literally was my schedule for like four years. You know, regardless of the job, regardless of the job schedule, I literally had to get up, go work out, go to work, then come home and put them hours in. Or I get up, go to work, come home, work out, then put them hours in. It was just always just a focus on... um What's the better? Self-health. Self-health. And, um, you know, developing in my craft, man. So, um, I was about 27, 28-ish. And I just felt like shit just wasn't going right. Like, like the music shit. I'm 27. Less than 10 people heard my shit. Everybody's a friend or family, so I, you know, yeah, bro, your shit cool, bro. I fuck with it. I'm not the motherfucker that believe motherfuckers when they say that shit. Like, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So I always felt like motherfuckers was lying to me. My shit wasn't really as real as I thought it was. But my beats was always a fool, man. I just felt like I needed to be mentored or developed. But long story short, um, I just started to get this anxiety over me, bro, in the back of my head, like. Just like, you know, where are you going with this shit? What is your point with this shit, bro? You about to be 30 years old debuting a music pursuit, nigga. It ain't like you about to be 30 years old signed with a deal and you got a label behind you and, you know what I'm saying, people believe in you in your own city, nigga. You finna go through the uphill battle to win motherfuckers over to become a known musician, music star. or what? I wouldn't even say star, just... I would say I was literally fighting from a nigga with no name in the city to be uh to become excuse me, I'm stuttering this shit always. To become where the baby was before motherfuckers figured out he was signed. You know what I'm saying? At that point where he was putting out a music video pretty much once or twice a month and he was just, you know, hitting schools, hitting small circuit like I I was just trying to build to get to that fucking point. You know, I didn't even know if the nigga was getting money or not. I just wanted to build to get to that point. And I felt like starting that at 29.30 because of how I had my finances calculated and, and how I could invest into my shit. I just said, this shit, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't making sense. You might as well be the next Jermaine Dupree, nigga. Keep working on these beats. Find you a little 14-year-old. Groom him for the next two, three years. And by the time he's 17, 18, 
you go for it. You know what I'm saying? You put everything into that motherfucker. So that was how I uh, ended my rap dreams and uh, hopefully blossom into something bigger than just myself. I could save the next little young nigga who has a real story to tell in a cool way. You know what I'm saying? So all this shit is happening. I'm just getting stressed because I'm coming to the realization that Maybe me being the rap nigga in front of the camera ain't for me, but everything else in rap is for me. Like, I love, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna sit up here and be like, oh, I love hip-hop, I, I die for hip Nah, it ain't that. It's just, I love that entertainment field. I love that shit. It, I hate to say it, but it, it keeps me young. It keeps me going in the gym. All that shit, man. All that shit go into music and music industry, business and all that shit. It was never about the money to me. You know, you always want a couple dollars here and there to fucking uh to live and survive and look out for people that you love and you care about when they hit you in a time of need, but it was never about money, cash, hoes, fuck hoes. Nah, bro. It was just always I wanted success. I wanted to get in the industry. I still want to be in the music industry and at this point with me Blanca Amigo, I think it's more than just interviewing motherfuckers. I'm starting to realize, and I'm just ranting, bruh. Like, I'm finna have a whole episode of just rant. So, if you get through this shit, I fucks with you. Heavy. Heavy. But, um, yeah. I didn't, I realized that, damn, I didn't want that rap shit, man. I, and, and it's just bigger than that. So, with that being said, NBA started out of hopelessness, brokenness, all that shit, man. Um, I was within two months of being evicted from my apartment when uh, I launched the first episode of NBA. Um, life was in the red, <laughs> to say the the nicest nigga. Life was not copacetic. Life was fucked up. I was in my one bedroom. I was working for a private contractor that had a deal with Amazon, and um, pretty much when I was expecting my workload to double, which at that point, before they was telling me to double, the checks was good enough. I, I made enough, you know, to get by and survive and be alright. But they was telling me when the workload was supposed to double, I was pretty much supposed to double my checks. We pretty much lost half of the the normal load. So I went from expecting checks to double to my checks being cut in half. I'm literally, you know what I'm saying, 27, 28 years old, bringing home $200 work checks, $100 work checks. You know what I'm saying? So shit got ugly real quick. And uh, out of that hopelessness, bro, I launched Mi Blanca Amigo. Like podcasting had always been my thing i was always an over the road type of driver or worked a job where i was to myself so i could put headphones in and shit and i'm not listening to no music for no eight to ten hours like you niggas a psycho that do that shit for real um i gotta listen to some type of conversation and uh yeah i always listen to podcasts podcast was always my shit i always fuck with them my favorite podcast of all time, even though I don't keep up with most of them now because I have my own. Um, no particular order. Brilliant Idiots, Tax, uh, Joe Budden Podcast, uh, Bodega Boys, and Undisputed by Skipping Shannon and Drink Champs. 
If it was not for those six podcasts, I would not be here today. At all. Especially tax shit. If you listen to tax shit back in the day, you can clearly see the blueprint of my podcast and where I'm trying to take it. Uh, what that man did for me before he got locked up, you know, words can't even explain. Like, I got um, I got hella episodes saved in my phone. Um, I remember figuring out who Tax was, and he was just this rude ass nigga online. It was just like, who the fuck is this nigga with this opinion and shit? And then you click on his shit, and you you shit match up, and bruh stand his ground and mean what he say. So. It was just dope to me. It was inspirational to me to see this nigga go in the slums and talk to motherfuckers who, um, how can I say this? Certain motherfuckers who would have this podcast and shit who are scary, bruh. I'm going to tell you, it's some podcasters in the city. They're scary as hell. Like, they're not pulling up to a, 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 a. A unsafe environment to get the product that they need. Like some people, I I mean, I guess it's the smart shit to do, but some people just put their life over their passion. Some people let breathing and living actually control what could potentially be there for them tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Me, I'm more of a 40 episodes in. If it's my time to go, fuck it. But, you know, my legacy is cemented. I've I've put my shit, I put my energy into the world. You know what I'm saying? Instead of put it this way, uh, a local rapper on the come up gets killed. Um, you sit down and talk to him, and you ask him after he dies. This is a weird ass ideology. You sit down and you ask him. Uh, you know. Besides leaving people behind, besides love one and all that, uh, you put your all into your music and you put it out into the world. Are you are you um, at peace with what you have done? I'm sure more. I'm I'm sure eight eight to nine out of ten would tell you, yeah, I put what I put into the world, and you know what I'm saying. Here it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not dying with my thoughts. My thoughts are cemented on the internet. My thoughts are cemented uh, through certain people who shared my shit and posted it and all that shit. So that's how I feel about podcasting nowadays. But I say all that to say, yeah, a lot of these podcasters are scary uh, shit. They scared to link up and do an episode with another podcast. I don't know if it's out of fear of losing a fan base. Or if it's just, I don't know if this is set up. You know, it's a lot of pussies out here, bro. Um, So, yeah. When I launched NBA, again, I say it again. uh, I was within two months of being evicted from my apartment. Two months of being evicted from my apartment. I had $15,000 worth of credit card debt on my head that I could not pay. I cannot pay that shit. And that was, that might have been the worst time of my life, bro. Not the worst. That was probably my best time of my life. I'm going to just keep it real. It was just a stressful time. Um, I would just stay to my schedule, go work out, go to work, um, work on beats. And now I'm trying to gather interviews and shit. 
But at this time, I'm getting calls every 45 minutes from three different credit card accounts. I'm getting a call every every other day from a, a, a personal loan bank. I'm getting calls from these motherfuckers all fucking day, every day. And in the back of my mind, I know I'm fucking my credit up. I'm fucking my credit up. I'm fucking my credit up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be able to buy shit. I'm going to have to fucking depend on a female like a lot of these niggas out here do. You know, They depend on a female to sign for the car. They depend on a female to sign for the house. They depend on a female to fucking sign away on a hotel room because their credit is that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, It's like that out here. So... I cared about my shit. I cared about not fucking my shit up. I cared to be the provider under my roof. You know what I'm saying? I don't want my woman feeling like she got to sign off on this fucking lawnmower I'm trying to buy for the crib and shit. No, I want that motherfucker. Fuck you. But yeah, about to be evicted, 15K in cash, and in the back of my mind, I just come to the realization, bro, I fuck with all these podcasts. They're so dope to me. I've been listening to podcasts for three, four years at the time. I started at about 2014, 2015. I started clicking on a couple podcasts here and there, especially Charlotte. Charlemagne was the first podcast I listened to, Brilliant Idiots. And then it spurned over to uh, Bodega Boys. Then it spilled over to fucking uh, tax shit. And tax shit was my go-to shit for the longest. I stopped fucking with Brilliant Idiots and Bodega Boys. Because I was just listening to tax all day, every day. Catching up on old episodes, all that shit. From there, I fucked with Joe Budden shit. Joe Budden shit was weird at first. And how I got caught on the Joe Budden shit was... He did a cross episode with the Brilliant Idiots, Charlemagne shit. So after I listened to that episode, I subscribed to Joe's shit. I clicked on it a couple times. Didn't like it. But then Tax gets locked up. Um, at this point, I'm kind of tired of Brilliant Idiots. I'm kind of tired of fucking Bodega Boys. I'm I'm just tired of them. One thing about podcasts is you'll get tired of them eventually here and there unless you just love the co-host. But um I click on Joe shit. I fucks with it. I rocks with it. It's my favorite podcast to this day. 2 3 years strong. Pretty much since Tax been locked up. Joe been my favorite shit. No questions asked, no questions questioned, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, after uh, realizing, man, I'm just as good as these dudes, or I can do what these dudes do. Let me get a sip real quick. I realize I come to the realization, bro, you should put out a podcast. And what made me do it is my pops told me when I was a young cat, young cat, somewhere between nine or under. I never forget this shit. He told me he was like. When multiple people tell you the same thing and they don't have no connection to each other, like you know they're not talking about you behind your back and shit, um, it's a sign. Take that shit and run with it. So I want to say within about a month or two months span, I had got like four to five people telling me, bro, you should do a podcast, bro, you should do a podcast. You know what I'm saying? You... Motherfucker who don't even know what a podcast is or barely clicked on or probably ain't listened to a whole episode of a podcast are telling me, bro, you should do a podcast. So I was like, fuck it. 
let's do it. And that's where we are right now. Episode one of Me Blanc Amigo. Episode one was supposed to be a trial run. Um, it was not supposed to come out. It was not supposed to drop. Um, little advice for any and every last one of y'all who um, jump into this podcast and shit. If you have an, a level of intelligence, you you probably think from the thought process of, I want to get my shit together. I want to be organized. I don't want to just go. But with podcasting, you have to think completely different when it comes to just starting, bruh. You have to just go, and it puts you in a fucked up situation to where it never stops. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole original plan with Mi Blanca Amigo in the first few episodes is I wanted to sit on about 10 episodes before I put out my first episode. That didn't happen. So, with episode one... We don't want that fentanyl. I had, um, hold on, I'm letting some shit load up. I had actually did three episodes in one on my first one. Like, the the craziest shit ever. And, um, I did it with my boy Rocco, my boy Swipe Life, and, uh, Morgan, R.I.P., um, Episode one, we don't want that fentanyl. In this episode, man, I pretty much asked um, Rocco, who out here, I ain't going to say what he do, but he out here, my dog Swipe Life, if you can't tell by the name what he do, he out here too. And uh, I just interviewed them about their backgrounds, where they come from, how they got to the situation they was at, and... um. You know what I'm saying? Shit just... It was a dope-ass episode. To this day, it's probably one of my most ambitious episodes. To do what I did and, and pull it off. And to manage a room like that first episode. It was it was greatness, bruh. And um, when I finished it, I edited it, chopped it up, did all my shit to it. And I sent it to, to them three. And, you know, all they homies and shit. And they all went crazy about the motherfucker. Just, oh, bruh, this is dope. da 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 Etc. Etc. You know what I'm saying? When it's coming out, I want to, you know, tell everybody about it. I was like, I don't know. I do not know. So after a while, I think I had sat on that episode for about a week. I sat on that episode for about a week and I ain't put it out. And then finally, I was like, fuck it, man. I think it's time to launch this shit. No backup episodes, no locked in episodes after that. None of that shit. And, uh, I just jumped right in and did my thing. So, as I'm about to release, I'm going to tell y'all this story. As I'm about to release this episode, right, I'm still in my one-bedroom apartment. Last few weeks there. Uh, I'm nervous as shit. Nerv- I, to this day, bro, I've never been that nervous, anxious, scared. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I was nervous, bro. I don't know, I guess I just, to be judged, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck had me nervous. Because to post this shit 40 times later, it ain't shit to me. But uh, that first episode, I did everything. I got everything uploaded and uh, unlocked the, the episode so people can click on the link and go straight to it and all that shit. And, you know, I started posting my descriptions and shit on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
all my shits. Um, so I, you know, I'm at the point where I'm done with everything, and all I gotta do is just press post to Twitter and Facebook and all that shit. It took me literally seven to eight minutes to press that post button. I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't know what the fuck was finna happen. So then, damn, I'm pacing back and forth from my apartment. Should I do it? Should I post it? Should I post it? Da 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 da. All by myself, right? So I post a motherfucker. Uh, didn't get no reactions, no likes, no retweets, none of that shit, right? So then I posted. I posted later that day. I posted later that night. I woke up the next day to 30 views, right? 30 views. I'm like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no fucking social media clout. I ain't had shit at this time. No type of social media clout. Wasn't posted on, I hadn't posted on Facebook at that point up until about, it was like a seven year span. You know what I'm saying? I would just literally add baddies and just look at them all day and shit Um, and be nosy. To all you motherfuckers I grew up with. I love when y'all go through drama and just post that shit online. Like, my nosy ass ain't watching. But, um, <clears throat> so I, I get nervous as shit. I post it. I go to sleep. I wake up the next day to 30 views. First thing that come to my mind is, oh shit. This city is mine. I'm about to take the fuck over. 30 fucking views in like 10 to 12 hours? That's love to me. Like, I don't know. I feel like the next motherfucker would have got discouraged. But like 30 views for a motherfucker who ain't spoke to you, who ain't said shit to you, who don't happy birthday you, who don't check on you, who don't do none of that shit. I just posted my content to the world, went to sleep, came back up and you know what I'm saying? 30 views, like that shit was a win. So the first thing that hit my mind was... Oh, yeah, this city mine. I'm about to take over, right? <laughs> Little did I know the grind that was about to happen for the next 39 episodes. So, closing out episode one, um, the craziest shit about that shit was just Morgan passed, bro. We bought Morgan on there to talk about all the drugs he touched, all the drugs he's tried, all of he's seen, the type of psychedelic highs you would get from them all types of that shit and shit i want to say within six months of that episode he overdosed from a fentanyl usage it was crazy bro uh divine intervention i don't know um episode two on the episode two episode two i should have cheated that shit yeah the, the keisha cole shit my bad I ain't mean to hold that note like that. But um, I should have cheated. My Valentine via Tinder. This is where you see the creativity in me. And that shit was off beat like hell. Bruh, I had nobody wanting to do interviews. I couldn't lock nobody in. My best friend, a former fucking NFL player. Nigga didn't want to do an episode. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't take it personal when niggas don't want to do episodes, but it does light a fire in me to like bust my ass because I just, I don't give a fuck if it's you don't want to do the episode or you don't fuck with me, but I take it as you don't fuck with me. Fuck my show. You know what I'm saying? So it keeps me going when niggas 
you know, got the, the motherfucking, uh, what they call it? Scoffing. That's the white kids say. It, it, it get to me when a motherfucker, I feel like a motherfucker scoffing at me. <laughs> you know, like you better than me or some shit. When I reach out to you, you want some local shit. I'm on some local shit. And you just think you too good to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, on to other shit. Episode two. My Valentine date via Tinder, bruh. I literally hit this girl up Valentine's Day. Matched with her on Tinder. Told her, you know, da-da-da-da, we should do an episode. You know, come through, da-da-da-da-da. She came through. No, 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 I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. I didn't even tell her I was doing an episode. I'm tripping. Didn't tell I was doing an episode. I just said, pull up, come chill with me, come smoke with me. It's Valentine's Day. You should be with a nigga, but et cetera, et cetera, right? Cute little thing. Got that ass, too. So, I'm motherfucking, she pulls up, comes upstairs. I got the shit set up. So, I tell her, like, yo, this finna be a recorded, you know, Tinder date for my uh, podcast show. She was with the shits. Um... We recorded, uh, we recorded, got the shit done, got to get the know her through the episode, it was dope, it was cool, and, uh, you know, your boy, Barry Bonds, that thing, but, uh, we ain't gonna talk about that, but, the dopest shit in the episode that I appreciated was, uh, her telling the story of how the cops came in. And kicked in her uh, crib when she was a kid. They was coming to get her mom and shit. She was wanted or something. I can't remember. That shit was a while back. But they kicked in the door. Grabbed her mom's. Had guns pointed at her as a little kid and all that shit. And how, you know, she's possibly traumatized to this day about that shit. But yeah, episode two, man. I'd never forget her. Get her. Um, Shout out to you. You know who you are. (laughs) Episode three. And we're going to speed these up, man. Episode three. It is what it is. Uh, shout out to my dog. My dog, Jay Harris. Bro, show love. My first guest after, um, you know, getting the first two. My first real, I would say this is my first real episode where I did every, <clears throat> where I pretty much uh, developed the formula. This is where the formula developed. So I go interview my dog, Jay Harris. Um, at this point, I haven't talked to Jay in a while, but I had noticed bro was gaining a lot of traction on social media, um, getting a lot of interaction with the ladies, getting a lot of, uh, love back from the fellas, um, posting music, all that shit. He was just on it. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to interview bro from a social media music perspective, but by the time I got up with him, we was just talking about... Uh, the wrongdoings of the music industry, how fucked up the industry is, uh, the, typer, the type of proper paperwork artists need to understand that they have to have before you get fucked over in this industry. Um, <clears throat> and one of my favorite parts of that episode was the uh, him calling out Audio Box Studios. He called them out for some some fuck shit they did to their homies or to him. I really can't remember. Uh, it was some contract type shit where, you know, they kept motherfuckers' rights or some shit like that. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not 
abreast to the whole story. You know, it's two sides to it, three sides to a story. There's audio boxes and gods. That's what they always say. So that was probably my favorite part of the episode. A lot of, you know, niggas got, what's the word? A month. <coughs> oh, shit. I'm about to choke. Niggas got emotional and spoke from the heart. So, uh, yeah. Episode four. Prostitute flange. The toots and the tweakers. Bro, this shit is bringing back memories looking through these episodes, man. This episode was the last episode I did right before I moved out of my apartment, bro. Right before I moved out. Um, This episode, I was supposed to interview another Charlotte rapper, right? I ain't gonna say his name. Fuck him. I was supposed to interview him Thursday. Thursday afternoon, I was supposed to interview him. I was supposed to have it out that Friday, that midnight. That Friday at midnight. Like an album type release shit. So then, the nigga done canceled on me two, three separate times before, prior to that shit. So, we talked about getting up around like noon. It was like, alright man, probably around like two, three o'clock, we'll see what's up. So I hit him. Hey, bro, I got such and such to do. I'm going to be a little busy. Hit me back a little later. All right, cool. Hit him back around like five. Hey, bro, such and such. I got something to do. I'm still trying to, you know, get my kids out of some shit. You know, I'm just trying to work with them. I got an episode out at midnight. Fuck it. You know. So then, fuck it. You know, I hit him back at eight. Uh, Bro, I really ain't going to be able to do it. I can't get no, 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 no. Now, I get it. People got shit going on and all that shit and, you know, everything ain't going to go perfect in life. But, bro, this is your third to fourth time canceling on me, my nigga. At this point, it's fuck you. You know what I'm saying? So, 8 o'clock comes. He cancels. I pack all my shit up, all my equipment up, right? And I just hit the road just looking for an episode. So, excuse me. So I hit the road looking for an episode. After I hit, uh, get to an area, I realized, oh shit, I can interview a prostitute. Now I always wanted to interview a high end prostitute, like a, a a Vegas call girl, like somebody who been doing it for ten years, who done really seen some shit out here. You know what I'm saying? On some Howard Stern shit, I really want to interview one of them types. So. I run into this girl off of, uh, where the fuck is that at? Where is that at? Ah! Fucking dome is gone. Sharon Amity. I want to, no, that ain't Sharon Amity. Where the fuck? Plaza. I'm tripping. Plaza. Okay. Plaza. So I run into a little toot up there. I'm like, yo, I got this, uh, radio show i really uh have been intrigued by interviewing a prostitute it'd be real dope to get you to come on my show and talk about it brah when i tell you i got this interview done for eight dollars and a pack of newports nigga do you know the value of these episodes when i get signed to get a fucking episode done for $13, and that's all she wanted, it was gold. Um, 
One of my favorite moments from episode four, Prostitute Flange. Um, homegirl talked about like robbing somebody for like 70k or stealing 70k or, or fucking smoking something. I can't remember, but she said she did something with $70,000 worth of drugs. And me and every listener that I've ever interacted with about that episode knew that shit was cat. We knew. And it's just a funny-ass talking point when people bring that shit up to me. On to the next. Uh, episode 5, From Depression to Progression. Uh, the Ruger Rolex story. This is uh, another dope episode. And a sidebar. Uh, shout out to Stax. R.I.P. You be missed. You are a legend. All that, bro. Um... Ruger Rolex was actually, I had got on Facebook one day, and I had seen Stax post something. It was uh, some music. So I clicked on it. I thought it was his shit. So I was just clicking on it to support. I was like, yo, this shit's straight. You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was Stax still all the way through. So then I click on it, do a little more research, come to find out it's his homeboy shit. So then I reach out to this homeboy. I'm like, yo, you know, I, I think this shit is dope. I love to have you on my show, et cetera, et cetera. Bro was like, let's do it, bro. It's love. You know, so then I pull up on him and we walk to the backyard and damn, who would it be under the damn cabana chilling, blowing one, showing nigga love stacks. My nigga Kelvin from fucking Butler. Um. Uh, it was love, bro. One one of the cooler episodes. We just chilled and just had casual conversation. One of the first times where I went into an interview really unprepared and just freestyled it. And the shit turned out perfect. You know what I'm saying? The the I love when I'm outside interviewing and you can hear the nature in the background and shit. Like you can hear cars driving by from a far distance not that close shit but just from a far distance and you can hear natural woods and all that shit but it doesn't distract you so yeah i really appreciate that episode from my dog ruga and r.i.p my dog stacks man god bless your family uh episode six invasion of privacy Asian Bay and I went out to see Black Panther two months later. <laughs> I thought I'd get a little more slack from this, man. And uh, I really didn't. I don't think motherfuckers was really paying attention to the show at this point. But in this episode, uh, my little boo I was talking to at the time, uh, shout outs to her. I ain't spoke to her in so long. She done blocked me and everything. But, um, we was kicking it, and, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a dope episode to, uh, go see Black Panther with an Asian girl and come back and talk about the shit, and let's see how fake she was gonna be about it, how progressive she was gonna be about it, uh, you know, how woke she was gonna be about it, and, uh, yeah, actually, by the time we got back to her crib, her roommate had came back with her, uh, with her white boyfriend. So it was a dope ass melting pot episode. Where I got these two Asian girls. I got a white dude. 
who looked like the Trump supporter at the time, but come to find out, bro, was cool as hell. He wasn't fucking with none of that Trump shit. And um, me, a black man. So it was just dope to just talk about culture and racism and all that shit and how they came from suppression from their own countries and all that shit, man. Just another dope-ass episode. Um, Episode 7, K.O.D. Tales from the Emergency Room. Ha! This was a wild, wild episode off the microphone. Um, This episode, I had met a nurse. She was cool as hell, so I thought I'd get her on the podcast. (laughs) So then, I pull up. Cole album had just dropped. K.O.D. Kids on Drugs. So I just got a complete inspiration from that to go talk to a nurse about the overdosage usage of kids in America right now. Like, you know, pills pills was cool. Pills is cool, you know what I'm saying? It ain't it's more than just weed now that these kids is on. So I thought it'd be a cool idea to just link up with a nurse and speak on overdoses and all types of injuries she sees in the ER from kids and just being too high and shit. So when I recorded this. I went over there. I kicked it. We was chilling, et cetera, et cetera, doing all that. And then we recorded. And as soon as we finished, I had to dip. So then, you know, I wasn't really tripping, but she asked, like she texted me later that night. And I was just like, yo, why do I have to leave? Why did I have to leave so fast? We was chilling, you know what I'm saying, et cetera, et cetera. She was like, my husband was on the way home with my kids. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. It was a wild-ass episode. Could have been my last episode. So, yeah. Uh, the actual episode was cool, but it's just everything around that shit was just perfect timing. I'd say that. Episode 8. This is America. The execution of Gambo. Oh, Gambino. My bad. Oh, I remember this shit, man. This shit is crazy. Episode eight. I met a female podcaster. Um, thought it'd be dope to get her on, so I got her on. Um, at that time, this is America dropped. It was the dopest, hottest shit. I ain't gonna say in the streets, but on the internet, it was the dopest, hottest shit at the time. Um, I go over there. We talk about injustices in America. We talk about entertainment. Everything. Uh, Another dope-ass episode off the microphone. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, your boy was on the streak at this time. You know what I'm saying? Episode 9. Yes, indeed. Sydney Nicole, the next Oprah. Shout out to Sydney Nicole, man. One of the dopest young black females I've met. Just on a path to greatness. Uh, I believe in her. You know what I'm saying? Ain't too many of y'all motherfuckers out here I believe in. But I believe in her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dope episode about her, her clothing line, how she came to who she is today. I'm supposed to have her back to talk about the modeling industry. I just ain't got to it, but definitely will sometime soon. Shout out Sydney Nicole. Um... Episode 10, two dope boys. Bitch, we got condos straight off the pussy. 
This was me linking with my dog, Bryce. Now, Bryce has done about three to four episodes of me, Blanc Amigo. He came back later in the last, in the 30s. In the 30s episodes, we had Bryce on a lot more often. And uh, yeah, man, me this was uh, Bryce's first trial run. Uh, this was me 10 episodes in. So I'm going to be honest, the episode was slightly awkward, but it's dope. You know, still good conversation. Um, why I titled it that was these two girls had went viral on Facebook Live around that time for saying that quotation mark. Bitch, we got condos straight off the pussy. These bras was on blow and weed and all types of shit and got on Facebook Live and just turned up. Showing pussy, showing ass, uh, talking crazy, high as a motherfucker. And uh, yeah, I just took that title and ran with it. Episode 11, Bad Timing, Fuck a Concussion. Now, I had told y'all when I started this podcast, I was at my lowest, I didn't say my lowest low, but I was at a low point. This was my, uh, I would say my financial low point, but not my mental low point. This episode, I had totaled my car. I totaled my car on the way home from work, and it was my fault, and I had liability insurance on my shit, so I had lost my whip, I had, uh, I'm already evicted at this point, um, hadn't started paying on my loans yet, or making minimum payments, and, uh, only thing keeping a nigga in good spirits was working out and podcasting at this point, I don't know what the fuck what kind of mental space I would have been in if I didn't have podcasting and working out at that point. Everything to my left and to my right was a negative, was a loss. And it's just crazy. Um, <clears throat> That episode actually just appeared in my IG stories. You know how they tell you like a year later, oh yeah, you posted this. And it's crazy to look at that shit and to know where I was in life at that point and how staying focused on the podcasting and the self-health and just getting ready for my moment because I know it's coming. Like, that was, you know what I'm saying, to see the progression from that to today and all, like, bro, can't shit hold you back, bro. You just got to stay focused and understand and give it a little bit of time and stay focused within that time period and you'll be straight. I promise you. Um... Let me write something down. This episode was with my homegirl, Uzo, the Nigerian queen. Um, oh, no, 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 I'm tripping. I'm tripping. This episode was with my dog, TTT, Talk That Talk. Um, Bro, hit him up. Another one, show love. A podcaster in the city. Shout him out, Fly Shade Ray. Um, bro show love. We was supposed to get up and do another episode. I bullshitted him. Um, he went on to do another pod, start another podcast with this female, uh, the Sanctuary Podcast, I believe. Um, I gotta check him out more often. But salute to him, Fly Shade Ray. What it do, big dog? Um, episode twelve, Scorpion, hot or not. Nah. This was Mark's first episode on the podcast. 
Uh, I gotta go back and listen to this episode. I'm sure it's fire as hell. Uh, and I forgot to mention to y'all, bro, from episode six to episode seventeen was when I started my little freestyle compilation shits. You know, from episode six all the way to episode sixteen. Sixteen is where it stopped. Episode six to sixteen, ten episodes. I have ten freestyles starting off each and every episode. Ugh. Uh yeah, so in episode twelve, we pretty much reviewed Scorpion Drake's album, which had dropped at the time, and just spoke on that. Me and Mark, first time again, another awkwardness. But when you go back and listen to later episodes with Mark, just like with Bryce, you can see them getting comfortable with what they're doing, and you know you can start to see their personalities start to come out on the episodes. Episode 14, Kicking Shit with Miss Cleo. Ha! Another one. Your boy. Woo! Hey. Yeah. I'ma just tell all my fellas out there, bruh. Them weird gene, echo, psycho, tarot, car readings. They got the best ones, nigga. The best ones. And I'ma leave it at that. This episode... I met a fucking uh, a tarot card reader. Cool as shit. She was cool as fuck. Um, let me write something down. In this episode, man, I got my future read on my rap career. <laughs> I got my future read on my podcast career. And uh, just got to get to know a black tarot card female reader. She was dope. Cool as hell. Um, kind of out there. But yeah, cool episode, and it was fire, and we're going to leave it at that. Uh, episode 13, my dog, Uzo, this is the episode I thought episode 11 was. Episode 13, scamming with State Farm, and yeah, my shit was fucked up. Like, it jumped from 12 to 14 to 13. I don't know why, but episode 13, scamming with State Farm, my dog, Uzo, I met her online. Uh, she is a claims adjuster for, uh, State Farm. So then, I get up with her, go over, and why I did this episode was when I had totaled my car. I had totaled my car, I hit rock bottom, you know what I'm saying, all that shit, we just talked about it, but I had totaled my car, so I thought it'd be a dope episode to just talk about, like, claims and, you know, get some crazy ass stories from somebody in that field. But, uh, yeah, man, when I hit, I totaled my car, hit rock bottom, all that shit, and I bounced back to this day to where I am. A nigga's grateful. Episode 15, um, probably my favorite freestyle episode, too. Pro- definitely my favorite freestyle episode. It was the Astro World Swimming and Staying Dangerous album review. Now, this episode will always stick with me, man. Um,. We did this episode right as Astro World Swimming and Stay Dangerous had dropped. And um, it was about a month and some change before Mac had died. And uh, yeah, at this point, again, I had brought Mark back. And um, yeah, we were just talking about Astro World Swimming and Stay Dangerous. Now, what was crazy to me at this time was just like everybody else. Travis Scott shit was scorching hot. 
Nigga, I was not paying attention to that swimming album by Mac. Um, Astro World drops, goes crazy. That song with Drake just takes that shit out of this world. That was the song of the year that year. What year was that? Last year? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I shitted on Mac's swimming album. I had talked about the Divine Feminine. At this point, and how I just I feel like bro was taking an R and B approach towards his music, and then I said it, I said it quote, quote unquote, you know the shit is cool, I fucks with it, but it's just not the same artist I'm used to. It's gonna take some getting used to and shit. So then, pretty much by the end of that shit, we talked about that, all other shit in entertainment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now I'm gonna bring Mac back up in a couple of minutes, but yeah, just remember all that. Episode 16, the 80s, was America really great again? This is where I met my uh, 50-year-old white female friend from upwards of the state. Um, Why I brought her on was I wanted to do like a time capsule type of episode where I literally would... Just talk to somebody from the 80s and uh, just get their perspective of how the times was, what was life like. You know, Trump always, at this point, I thought, I felt like Trump always talked about making America great again. I just want to speak on the times that he thought America was at its greatest. So, yeah. Cool episode. Episode 17. When I die, throw a couple bad bitches in my casket. Oh, man, this was the episode where we pretty much did the Mac Miller tribute. Uh, Bro had passed at this point. Uh, Me and Mark linked up. Mark is the only other black Mac Miller fan I know. You know what I'm saying? The only other nigga that fuck with his lyrics as heavy as I fuck with him. And, uh, yeah, we just did a salute to Bro, sent him off the right way. The way he would want his supporters to do it. And uh, R.I.P. to my dog, man. Like I said in that episode, man. Black people really don't support Mac, but Mac is dope. Mac is slept on. Mac is a legend. R.I.P. Episode 18. We're going to speed these shits up a little quicker, man. I think y'all y'all get the picture. Episode 18. Fresh out the pen. Swipe life and Rocco returns. Swipe life had just came home from doing a little bit. I thought it'd be dope to get him to speak on... The inside of prison life. And, you know, him talking about niggas getting fucked up, like getting their ass beat over a short of cigarettes, is all you need to know to click on that shit. Episode 19, sneaking into a sold-out little Baby Logic Kevin Gates show. Oh, no, 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 I'm tripping. Episode 19, sneaking into a sold-out little Baby show. The Logic, Gates, and Sheck West album review. Um... This was some childish ass shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I snuck into the little baby show just so I could have something to talk about. I probably could have bought the damn ticket at the door at the time. But I know how to sneak into the Fillmore. It ain't fucking hard. If you really care, nigga, I'll show you. Hit me up. Uh, other than that, just an entertainment episode. We reviewed Logic album, Gates album, and Sheck West had dropped the album at that time. We reviewed all three. And um, I ain't even gonna lie, at the time I really wasn't on Gates' album like that. It was a rushed episode. It was like a week, and I barely had listened to it. But 
I just listened to that album like the other nigga. Them beats with that nigga's harmonies. That's a fire ass album he dropped last year. Salute. Episode 20. You niggas fell off and you never recover. Featuring the Stay Ready podcast. Now, these are my bros, my dogs, and I wish I could link with them more often. But as far as podcast, being in the podcast industry and podcast family, these are my dogs. Um, motherfucking Stay Ready and my dog Chuck. Um, them boys are cool as hell. Kick back. Another entertainment episode, man. We, uh, we linked up, smoked good, talked about everything under the sun. Click on it. It's pretty entertainment, man. I wish I could do a full-time podcast with them because they're hard work with, I guess, I think my vision. I think we could take the fuck over, but, you know, every man for they self out here. Episode 21. Bring your bitch ass up the street. Living with HIV and homelessness in the 704. This is one of my more ambitious episodes. I can't keep saying that shit, but real quick. Uh, again, I'm at the deadline that day, needed to get an episode done. I want to say 10 o'clock that morning, I went and worked out, came straight back from the gym and just drove around the, uh, homeless shelter area in Uptown Charlotte, found a dude, well, no, 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 I drove, I drove up there, went in the building and was like, went and talked to the main dude, which was stupid, should have just hollered at one of the homeless cats, but Went and talked to the main dude running the program. He was like, well, you know, leave your name and number. We'll find you somebody, da-da-da-da-da. He was trying to get me a clean-cut motherfucker who had just praised the program and all that shit. As I'm leaving, this dude walks up to me, old-school cat. Yo, I got HIV. I'm homeless. Da-da-da-da-da. I want to tell my story to you to get it, get, it, get it out to the world. So then, grab bro. Went to go holler at uh, the program director. He got me a room to where I could interview bro and all that shit. And we just talked about his life growing up in Charlotte. He was from Charlotte. So just to um, get that interview last second again, man, pulling it off in the clutch. I'm grateful for it. I wish I knew where bro was nowadays or <clears throat> or if he's still living or whatnot. But God bless him. Uh, episode 22, politicking with my white financial advisor on a Black Friday. <laughs> Another cool episode, man. Uh, white chick I met. Uh, good with money, great with money, making hella money, going overseas, doing all type of shit, ha- handling people's money. Gives a lot of dope financial advice in episode 22. Moving along. Episode 23, Fuck Them Babies, The Life of a Children Rehab Therapist. Uh, another dope episode, another female I met. Um, yes, y'all ready? If you ain't picked up on my lingo just yet, y'all dreadies. Uh She came through. Uh, we drank, smoked, talked about um, just working in children rehab, all the fucked up shit, all the, the good shit, the bad shit, the ugly shit, all that shit. Moving along. Episode 24, the first annual Robbie's Awards show. This was a dope episode, man. Um, it's been about three to four times where I've interview where there's more than two more than two people in the room at once during the interview process i had five people on one microphone and the flow in that room that night was beautiful uh we just gave awards to some of the dopest shit in entertainment music top five memes top five songs top producer top albums all that shit man we talked about that shit 
another Mac Miller tribute on there because we all had Mac Swimming album in our top five. 25, Serve the Bass featuring Chef Ashley. <laughs> Man, I am terrible. Uh, Serve the Bass with Chef Ashley was a dope episode. Got put on a lot of, you know, game about cooking and certain foods and all that shit. And uh, we talked a little bit more. We focused more on just entrepreneurship and just uh, going for what you want in life and all that shit, you know. I think that was a dope episode for somebody who's going forward in life. Uh, episode 26, Princess Chase Crown, a story of Levi DeRosa. Uh, dope episode, R&B singer in the city. Hit her up, asked her to come do the episode. She more than willing came and did it. It was love. Uh, shit was funny. Back and forth, we talked about, oh yeah, at this time I had the top five R&B shit going on with Jacquees and shit, so... I want to say this episode and like shit, the two or three episodes be uh, before it. I was asking motherfuckers, you know, your top five R and B, who's your who's your king of R and B, all that shit. Um, episode twenty seven, Survi- surviving domestic violence. What would you do? Word to City High. This episode, I met a chick out in the middle of fucking Boonies, North Carolina, and I say Boonies, North Carolina, because I don't know where the fuck I drove that night. But I definitely felt like that was the night I was going to die, bro. I ain't going to lie. Like, in the middle of nowhere in the woods. I called this chick to come outside. She took, like, three, four fucking minutes to come out the house and shit. Nah. I definitely felt it was going to happen that night. But, your boy, I do it for y'all. I really do. I really do. Um, Dope episode. Um, Got to talking about how her... Her man punched her teeth out and just was abusive verbally and physically uh, for the time being. And how she's uh, just getting away from that and she's rebuilding at that time period. I hope she's doing good out there, man. Uh, Episode 28. Nigga, are you FBI underestimating a black female aeronautical engineer? This was my baby. This was my boo. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. There's a couple on here I'm playing around and joking. This one was my boo right here. Uh, I fumbled this bag. Um, this girl was an aeronautical engineer out in the middle of nowhere. Had to take another trip. Like, I was on it back in this time period. Hungry. Um, had to go interview her on a military base where she works. She constructed planes for the president. So, you know, she was out here getting that guap on her shit. da 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 uh, dope episode. You can hear the chemistry between us back and forth. That's my boo. She won't fuck with me no more. She hate my ass. Episode 29. I love my chopper. Suppressing black women. This chick I met, well, I ain't meet, I reunited with at my high school reunion. And uh, to find out she was in the army and, you know, doing the shit she was doing as a black female range uh, ranger. I don't know what they call them. Militant, military I don't know. No disrespect, but dope episode, dope content, you already know. Episode 30, Chasing a a Deadline, Inside the Psyche of an Independent Artist. Shout out to my boy DZ Maniago, bruh. Cool ass nigga in the city, up and coming rapper, trying to get it happen. This Trying to make it happen. This episode, I wanted to pretty much use the episode... And by the end of the episode, have you walking away 
looking at the rap game the way DZ Maniago does. I was trying to do some psychology shit in this episode. Again, that's episode 30. Go check it out. Episode 31. I don't need a starter kit. I got a whip. I got a crib. VVG. The VVG episode. Um, This is where I felt the East was starting to pay, pay attention to me. Um, And this episode... I interviewed a, a, a rap great to me, especially in the city, but just nationally. I think Bruh's just a good rapper and good artist at what he does. Um, VVG, he's on his way up, up, upwards. Uh, no hate, no shade. I believe him, bro. Uh, yeah, you know, we just in this episode, we broke down uh, some of his older music, spoke on what he got planned coming in the future. Etc. Etc. Check my bro out. SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, title, all streaming platforms. Check them out. V V G. That simple. Episode thirty-two. Fuck, I want to hear your CD, foe. Debating Nipsey's legacy. This episode, another Mark exclusive. At this point, motherfuckers figured out Mark was pretty much the un- un- unofficial co-host. Um. Me, um, Nipsey had got killed around this time period. Mark's from L.A. Mark had met Nipsey. Who else could I bring on? And Mark fucked with Nipsey. At that point, I really had lost contact with Nipsey. And I don't know, calling him shit, but just I wasn't checking his shit out. Wasn't his biggest fan. Um, all that shit. But I knew about him. Somebody put me on Nipsey back in like 09, 2010. So I always was aware, oh, that's Nip. You know, Nip putting music out. That's what's up. Nip dropped a video type shit. But, um, yeah, Nip got killed. I came through. Uh, Mark was on his woke shit. You know how I always be giving them hell. He was on his woke preaching shit. You know what I'm saying? Nothing was a joke that day. And, uh, yeah, from there I just tried to pick his brain and just... Get an understanding of were we tripping because one of our favorite entertainers got killed, or was we tripping because we truly believe a prophet was killed before it was his, his true time to go? So yeah, dope ass episode, some debating back and forth. Episode thirty three posted on the East with Southside Ghost, another artist from the city, man, another dope ass artist. Um, I was put on to Southside Ghost a while back, a long time ago, and um. He was brought up in the VVG episode. They have a uh a album together. Cool ass album. I fucks with it. Y'all check it out. VVG and Southside Ghost. Um on this episode, I brought bro through because I truly believe he has one of the greatest rap names in the game. Period. Period, nigga. As you females say, period, you know. He has one of the dopest rap names in the game. And uh I brought bro through and, you know, it was something I was supposed to continue doing, but I, I kind of fucked up the formula to that shit. But just talking to black men about depression. And that was probably my favorite part of the episode outside of just getting to know his music and how he came up and shit in the city. Uh, talking to another black man about depression and how he handled it, how he went through it, how he even identified he was going through depression. So, yeah, that was a dope ass episode. Check it out. Episode 34, Replacing a Damaged Star, the Hawatha Bell story. This episode got me so much love in the city, bro. I like, nigga, I still feel like I owe Hawatha to this day for this episode. 
Hawatha fucking Bell is a big time football uh, prospect back in the class of 2010. Hawatha was known in the city. Hawatha was a uh, cool ass nigga. Hawatha was about that. Niggas knew that shit. Um, Hawatha goes to college. Hawatha does a, a handful of crazy shit that caused him to get kicked off the team. And his life between getting kicked out of UNCC and finding a light in the last handful of years, it was just some crazy downhill, bad luck at the bad luck type shit. And that's to to this day my strongest episode. Everybody always asks me, what is Mi Blanca Amigo? What does Mi Blanca Amigo represent? Easily episode 34. Easily episode 34. Uh, give me one second. Episode 35, Conspiracies Plus Niggas Equals Big Cap. This is another episode I did with the homies Rocco and Swipe Life and a couple other few guests. Um, random episode, thought it'd be cool to get, get the homies up and just talk about conspiracy. You know, everybody got a conspiracy theory. So it's just fun to get shell and just... Have a room full of shell niggas and talk about conspiracies. Nothing more, nothing less. I mean, we talked about sports, Illuminati, chemtrails, etc., etc. I can't even think back to that shit. But check out the episode. Dope. Episode 36. Fame is a drug. Billion dollar baby versus cold hard ENT. In this episode, man, I link up with the bros and Mark. You already know the official, unofficial co-host. And we talk about... The uh the baby incident versus Cam Colehart. Uh this was around a time that uh Cam and the baby had got into it in the mall and it was a big ass back and forth in the city. Like for a minute, for about a two week span, you was either team Colehart or you was team billion dollar. You know what I'm saying? And Cam had the city on his side after that shit for a minute, but him going to go post and talk about that shit. Months after, it was just, you know, he lost all momentum, in my opinion. Uh, He's still independent, still getting that money, still doing his thing. So, fuck it, you know. What's the real loss at the end of the day? Um, Yeah, dope episode. Check it out. Episode 37, Save Me, from this future project. Has Pluto lost it? Uh, Just an exclusive album interview. uh, Just an exclusive album review with the homie Bryce. Um, we thought it'd be dope to talk about this because Bryce is a future heavy. He fucks with future heavy, and he fucks with that album heavy. I did not like it. Did not. Couldn't get into it. I fucked with ep- uh, not episode one, but track one. Uh, I'm in it, man. I'm in the same me. That shit. I fucks with that shit. That shit hard. Um, uh, episode thirty eight. My hot boy summer. City boys up thirty. Uh, I literally just tell y'all about my hoeing ways and what the hell I've been up to this summer and how I had dealt with my first official stalker and how shit was getting out of hand and, you know, nigga needed a little break and shit was getting stressful, motherfuckers showing up at my crib, niggas Google mapping my crib, you know what I'm saying? But we gonna keep it moving. Episode 39, Buy Back the East via the House Group. This episode should have turned out so much more better than what it was, but I'm still proud of this episode because we got a lot accomplished. Um, To be able to entertain while teaching people at the same time is a skill. 
It's an ability. It's why teachers used to get paid decent money back in the day. This episode, man, I brought in a financial advisor and I brought in a realtor to talk about the growth in the city, the type of shit going on in the city, how did they get to those points. And at the same time, I went to school with these cats, so I just brought up a bunch of old shit. So if you're from Independence or Butler... You know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about throughout this episode. It's all type of shits. Uh, niggas getting into fighting lunches, homegirl, uh, the two Latino girls cutting each other up with blades. All type of shit we brought up back in the day. And finally, episode 40. Grab her by the pussy. This episode was a um, me interviewing a black Donald Trump supporter. And getting the answers I wanted out of him and just figuring out exactly uh, why he supports Trump. Uh, What does his parents think? Uh, What led him to support Trump? And uh, to my surprise, he brought some points that caught my ears. And I spoke about it in my intro episode 40. Uh, The socialism, socialist, trying to, ah, I'm fucking up. Trying to transform this country into a uh, socialistic capital is some of the craziest shit ever. Like, we will go broke, this country will fall apart, etc., etc. We should not have to, I should not have to force you to give up a percentage of your check or to give your whole check and to get a percentage back from a pie. You ever heard, I don't know if y'all remember the shit in math back in the day, the median. Okay, so for example... Bill Gates makes X amount of billions of dollars per year. Meanwhile, me, on the other hand, I make 40 to 60K per year. But you're going to throw Bill Gates money into this pie. You're going to throw my money into a pie. And you're going to come up with a median to share with me with me and Bill Gates. Like, nah, even me getting most of Bill Gates, nah, that's not, it don't equate, it don't make sense. I do not want to live in an economy like that. So that was probably the craziest shit to me was just where they're trying to take America with this uh, all for one, one for all, we all struggle together type man to note, nigga. This is the land of the free. Figure this shit out or suffer. Sorry, you know. So, with that being said, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in. That's all 39 episodes of Me Blanc Amigo. I tried to give you the quickest feeling. Um, just going through this with y'all, man. I went down the memory road, and this shit was kind of dope. I really did need this right now because I'm starting to, you know, slip up and lose the passions. But this shit brought me back, especially that first 20 episodes, man. All that ambitious shit I was doing and yeah hopefully uh none of you niggas listening years from now i'm not talking about your moms but uh yeah i appreciate every last one of y'all supporting me man i appreciate every last one of y'all sharing a nigga you know what i'm saying all that shit man it means a lot to me um i'm trying to be bigger than just being local i'm trying to take this shit national I'm trying to take this shit to television all that shit man so stick with your boy i stick with you uh Love y'all. I'm out. Next episode, we back to regular scheduled programs. I'll holla. That'll be another dope episode of NBA. A little different, a little backwards. You know what I'm saying? Got to switch it up sometimes just to catch these niggas off balance. I appreciate every last one of y'all making it through this episode. 
this is one of those type of episodes where like you used to look at old school television back in the day and they would just jumble lies scenes from certain shit and connect it together and that's just like that man so i appreciate every last one of y'all getting through all these clues and getting to the end man you already know i'll be back with something more fire more harder more litter 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 more titter 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 again i appreciate y'all getting me to this point man it's been a fucking grind and we just gonna only keep getting keep going and keep getting better you know what i'm saying follow my instagram at r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y again that's r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y and like always like always like always baby like my shit comment on my shit and subscribe to my shit like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say i'm out <laughs>